Welcome to another episode of Lord of the Rings Sentence, your one-stop podcast for the most detailed and meticulous breakdown of J.R.R. Tolkien's most famous work, The Lord of the Rings. I am joined this week with two guests. One you probably know if you've listened to the show before, and one you may know, you may not know. He hadn't been on the show before. If you know him, it's not from here. Uh, Mark Watlington and Will Runnels. Uh, how are you guys? Mark, you go first. Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm Mark, the the voice that you've heard five times in this podcast this, already. This will be the fifth. Yeah, this is five. I think. Okay, I think. Um, I'm excited to. We're turning a page in my copy of the book, so it's very exciting. Uh, we still got a few episodes before we turn another page oh, in mine. But uh, sorry, uh, on my appearance of this show here soon, I will be turning a page. Not this. So episode. next episode, probably. Yeah. Got it. Spoilers. I'm on the next episode. Cool. Um, and we also have Will Runnels. Will is a good friend of mine from Auburn. Um, he uh, was a finance major. He's working in the film industry now in New York City. Uh, Will, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very, very excited. I've been a fan of the show on my uh, my, wow. my edition of We're on page two. So I'm pretty, really? pretty stoked to be a part of it. You know, we're already on we're on page twenty two in mine. Well, yeah, you're sorry, on... you're twenty two. Yeah, the game oh, okay. the prologue. Okay. You're right, twenty two. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. I'm on I'm on page forty four because my version Whoa. also has it's got a forward by J.R.R. Tolkien. So yeah, that's some that's like some the progress right there. Edition. There it is. Yeah, love in it. In the very in the front, it says this is the only incomplete authorized paper paper bound edition. So. Uh, I see that you guys have paper round editions, <laughs> so I don't think that they're um, complete true. or authorized. So, um, this is mine. Says it's now an, an epic motion picture trilogy from New Line Cinema. Oh, mm. so that's what mine says. My, I uh, think mine's trying to be classy with this black. Yeah, yeah yours is super like classy. Yeah, yours is like, like super nice edition. Yeah, have you read through that full uh, the book? Well, uh, we usually. With new guests, as as you know, if you listen to the show, talk about sort of your history with Lord of the Rings. So, uh, have you yeah. read the, the series before? I have read the series twice. I've probably read The mm -hmm. Hobbit three or four times. Um, I read it when I was really young. Mm -hmm. Actually, I feel like my history with Lord of the Rings is it even goes further back to like I feel like the first time I spent time in Tolkien's world was when I was playing Dungeons and Dragons, like with my mm -hmm dad when i was very young and as we know like dungeons and dragons was very heavily like inspired by this universe yeah and so it was interesting like going from really young and my dad would like dungeon master for us and then i would i read these books after a few years of playing that as like a kid and i don't know it's 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 always been just this very nostalgic thing and that's just the books yeah. and then when the movies came along it was like I mean, I'm a huge fan of both. A little controversial. I'm not a fan of the Blu-ray extended editions. Of the okay. Film. No, that yeah. is not controversial on this podcast. I am this not. Yeah, I'm, on, a, I'm on the same page. Is that Nine hours is too much yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, and Peter Jackson makes it so clear. Those movies are, are Frodo's story, and that's what he kept and removed from the books, right? Mm -hmm. And what gets added to those Blu-ray, they don't expand on Frodo's story in any meaningful way that the yeah. movie doesn't already tell. Yeah. It's go. just extra for people who liked the books and want to see things yep. from the books, but it's not like better storytelling. It's worse storytelling, no. actually. It's, no, it's and it, yeah. the, the, the scene of the house of the healing in the third movie, it almost feels like softcore porn. Like it's so awkward. <laughs> Is that the, the, the Aragorn scene? Yeah, it's the Aragorn scene and everything's like blue and yeah. or, I don't know. It's just 
full disclosure weird. i've not like seen it, yeah. the extended return of the king i think i've only seen the extended fellowship and maybe two towers never saw return Re- of the king though return of the king i watched the not the theatrical edition for the first time a couple of years ago for for me and chad's podcast where we talked about right. all three theatrical editions i had only seen the extended edition of of those three movies Wow. Really? Until until, until like last year. Basically. I, actually, I think that I might not have seen. I might have seen the theatrical Return of the King before I saw the. Because I saw King. Return of the King in theaters. I think that was the only one I did see in theaters. I didn't watch any of them theaters. Wait, mm. so you watched the extended first? That was your first. Yeah. Time view. My first so time strange. with those movies. We, my my brother and I bought the extended editions for my dad knowing full well that he does not care about these books or movies in general. Uh, and also <laughs> you bought it for spending, yourself. <laughs> not spending right. our own money. We spent my mom's money from her shared bank account with my dad <laughs> on a present that my dad did not care about. Um, uh, that's, that's the best. But but that's how I watched them. I, uh, there were a couple of like Christmases in a row where we bought my dad like the best of Will Ferrell and Chris Farley Saturday Night Live DVDs. And that was that was for us to watch. That was yeah. That wasn't yeah. really for my dad. I think he enjoyed it, but like, I wanted. I just wanted to watch those clips. Yeah. Um. Well, we've established uh, where we stand, Tolkien wise. Um. I think it's time to get into the one sentence to rule them all. If you guys are ready. Oh, let's do it. Now, well, I need to go ahead and warn you. Chad gets really offended if you talk in the middle of the sentences as he reads them. Yeah, I do need silence. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm compiling really an audio about that, book. So just wanted to, uh, to let you know. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. At some point, I need to like release what I have so far of like the recorded text. See how it flows together. The first like this will I be think... 30 sentences. Am I on 30 or 29? What am I on? Well, this is 29, 29 I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was also thinking that you should you should try to line them up with the movies to see like how how far into the movie are we at this point? I think we're uh, like well, I think we're in the opening shot. Like, right? yeah, because well, the movie well, starts with Galadriel telling the the, the history of the One Ring, and right. so I think we're we're still on like the black yeah. before fade in. No, <laughs> like, I think that like we're probably fifteen minutes into the movie if you skip the first fifteen minutes. That's fair. If you, you know, I think the first that, 15 minutes, yeah, I'd say we're 15 minutes. I think that like we yeah, have, that sounds, that makes you know, <laughs> you know, zoomed into the Hobbit hole and met mm-hmm. Bilbo. Yeah, clearly we're not going to get that uh, sweeping epic story of uh, Sauron and, and the forging. Not of the yet. Ring, but we'll, at least we'll not yet. There. Yeah, probably. Um, so uh, just to catch listeners up, if you haven't, uh, if you're not caught up, uh, I do recommend listening to the former episodes or else you'll be a little lost, but um it's almost bilbo and frodo's birthday they share a birthday bilbo's turning 111 frodo's turning 33 uh 111 is very old but bilbo doesn't look very old and he's also very rich uh and the town talks about him behind his back some rumors um and we've just been introduced to bilbo and frodo's gardeners uh, Ham Gamgee and his son Sam Gamgee um, which that's kind of a weird move if you're like a dad like Will if you named your son Bill that'd be a little weird right? well what's your dad's name Bill is short for Will that's true right? that is yeah it, Bill's a nickname for William just like Will is that's true it'd be like yeah. if you named him Phil 
Phil. It would have to be like the second, you know, he would just be William Conrad Funnels. I guess that's true. So no, if, I, I, if Mark, if you named your son Stark, Stark, Hark. Okay, well, that was that's what I was going to do. So yeah, I was going to have four kids and name them Hark, Lark, Stark, and Fark. Fark very is Fark is great. Pronounced for you, isn't it, Chad? <laughs> What's that? So it's very awkward for you now, isn't it, Chad? Uh, yeah, you really, that? you really ruined this. Now my kids are going to hear this podcast and think that I got it from you. But <laughs> I want them to know that I, that was my idea first. Um, anyway, Chad, you you should also. Does one of those guys have a nickname of some sort? Uh, Ham Gamgee is also called the Gaffer. Okay, thank you. So, um, ooh, I get to do a voice here. This one got a little dialogue in this sentence. Mm-hmm. So uh, that leads us into sentence number twenty nine, and here goes. Let's see. What does the gaffer sound like? He's old. So Wait, is that the old. sentence? No, no, no. I'm just oh, okay. preparing. Okay. I think I'm going to go with the old angle for, for the voice here. Okay. A little bit of a smoker voice. Yeah. 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 All right. A very nice, well-spoken, gentle hobbit is Mr. Bilbo. As I've always said, the gaffer declared. So that's the sentence. Um, that's, a, that's quite the sentence. So... They talk like morons in Hobbiton, is my lesson here. Uh, gentle Hobbit? Like, they don't say gentleman. They say gentle Hobbit. Well, he's not a man. Yeah, but, like, gentleman doesn't make me think man. Well, I mean, it... it I call it my should. dog a handsome little gentleman sometimes, you know? Yeah, well... I don't call him a gentle it. dog. That would be weird if I did that. <laughs> this is weird, right? To say gentle Maybe Hobbit? Maybe should. bizarre. See, Here's the thing. I think that the gaffer is probably not well-spoken, whereas, mm. you know, Bilbo is well-spoken. So Bilbo wouldn't say nonsense like Gentle Hobbit. He might, but probably not. Gotcha. I think that's good. Yeah, this is just some Hobbit country slang here. You know, mm. that's what we're seeing into. Yeah, the gaffer is like a working class Hobbit. You know, mm-hmm. he he's a gardener. He's not fancy. He's not, no, you know, he's was not my a voice Gentle a Hobbit too, himself. Was my voice a little too fancy? No, no, I don't think so. Don't think so. No, no, I mean, wait, do you want to retake it? I could take it from the top, is what I'm getting at. If we think why, that that's. Why don't you, why don't you give it one more time? Yeah, yeah give, give, it, one more time. give it one more. Oh, very nice, well spoken general hobbit is Mr. Bilbo, as I've always said, the gaffer declared. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you got my laugh halfway through that. <laughs> I, uh, I separate the audio tracks now so I can just. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, good. Was that better? Was that more like the folksy. You know, it was so much better. Working it was 100 better. Okay. Yeah. You know, I didn't know I the gaffer know. was from Savannah, Georgia, but it's nice to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you clearly just pulled that out. That was, that was perfect. <laughs> no, I think this is a great sentence though, because like I, I feel like summarizing Bilbo, especially for a reader that comes out of the Hobbit, like if you had mm-hmm. to sum summarize this guy with like three adjectives, you know, what? How would you summarize Bilbo Baggins, right? Mm-hmm. I would, I would I mean, talk about his bravery coming out of The Hobbit. But yeah, also like very nice. Very nice. He it, was very a, hospitable a, to those dwarves. And those dwarves were being hard to uh, to be hospitable to at the beginning of that book. Yeah, absolutely. It took a lot for but him it, to lose his patience. It really establishes that these people have no idea any of that about like Bilbo, right? Like we're really early oh, in the book. This is establishing that true. like they just think he's a well-spoken like mm-hmm. gentleman hobbit right yeah, gentle guy just minds himself they don't so think a, he's been in a battle of five armies that he's taken down a right. dragon 
that he's stolen gold. Uh, No, that's true. But, you know, this is Gaffer, who's probably, other than Bilbo's family, one of the closer hobbits to the, to mm -hmm. uh, Bilbo. You know, he's been his, uh, his gardener for years and his dad was his gardener and his son is his gardener. Uh, And we also know from earlier in this book, as you might remember months ago, we discussed that the other hobbits kind of are suspicious of that's uh, true. Bilbo and kind of think he's strange. So I think the gaffer is kind of sticking up for him. And yeah, he's, Bilbo he said does... this a lot. This is something that he's always said. So it must come up a lot where he's that's like, true. no, I think that I think that Bilbo's a well-spoken chital hobbit. Bil- uh, Bilbo does pay his salary. So like, that's true. The gaffer gets his money from Bilbo. He probably pays him well because he's got all that dragon gold um from smaug inexhaustible uh, wealth that's true that wow that's a that's a throwback to like well, one of the sorry first or second inexhaustible wealth. <laughs> right right um yeah and so the gaffer declared is the only non-dialogue uh part of this sentence who is he declaring this to is my first question you know because we, we're not in like a scene right now the whole book so far has been very like broad strokes and then this like puts us in a specific moment really for the first time um well using some context clues it seems yeah. like he might be talking about talking to sam his younger son who was mentioned in the That's paragraph true. before but also i don't think a declaration has to be pointed to someone um, i think it could just be you know, so he's just out in the garden, declaring. just like talking to himself, declaring, "Very nice, well spoken, gentle hobbit, Mister Bilbo." As I've always, yeah. he's just out there saying that. It's getting more and more hick every time. Hey, I think this is probably just meant to be something he says all the time, right? It's kind of ambiguous, like you said earlier. This is just how mm-hmm. he feels about Bilbo, and it's probably something he has to say a lot to people when they ask questions about him. I think that's true, but does he say, "I've al- as I've always said every time"? Because he mm. he does declare it's that pretty, he's always said that. Yeah, that's pretty specific to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there'll be answers for us next week. Quite possibly. The context of this uh, this little, little little dialogue, but uh, yeah, um, that's all I've got for this uh, one sentence to rule them all. You guys got any other thoughts or? You know, I'm kind of stuck on two things here, right? Okay, one please. is the one is the gentle hobbit, which I think is quite the road to go down. You were talking about a, a gentle dog, um, which I think is a good point. You wouldn't call a dog a gentle dog, but then again, most dogs I know are not super gentle. Although Archie, I will say, I've met I've met mm, your talk chat. He's he's a gentle dog to to some. He also is a, a compulsive humper. Mm. Um, and that's not very gentle, Dougley. No, yeah. no. Is that not. new? Um, he always been a hunter. I don't remember this. He, if he's if he's excited, like if we're like coming home, um, after like leaving him alone for a few hours, and then like someone is there with us, and he's like super excited to see that new person, he'll th- he might start humping them if they like sit down on the couch. He'll try to hump their arm or something. Yeah, never out in public. He never really does it out in public. It's like when, in the safety of his own home. And he's just having fun. Like, it's not like, it doesn't seem like aggressive, dominating. It's just like, really glad to see you. And here's how I'm going to show it. And uh, it's through humping. So. Um, The other hobbits do that? You know, that's a good question. 
Um, I think that much like your dog, they'd probably keep it to like the confines of their own home if they were going to mm. be doing their humping. And we haven't, yeah, we haven't really we haven't read about anything inside of a home yet. That's so. true. It's all been out in the garden or just sort of just you know, descriptions, most descriptions. Yeah, it's been a lot of describing the birthday. Um, um, Will, do you have a dog? And if so, is it a gentle dog? I do not have a dog. Uh, I had a dog for a time, and it was a gentle dog. Chad knew this dog. Yeah, Winslow, Winslow is a gentle dog. Yeah, he's out there in LA still somewhere running around. He's yeah. a good dog. Wait, um, hold on. You, did you just let your dog loose in LA when you moved? No. To a, with his no, ex. It, it was okay, ex. okay, okay. Yeah. Less distressing. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah, less distressing. That would be terrible. No, I love dogs. Um, no, I think this is all I have for this uh, this sentence. I I feel like it's just a great little characterization moment, right? That yeah. we're talking this sentence yeah. up to. Um, Beautiful I, portrait of a man. A, I, a portrait I, of a hobbit. Before we move on to the segment, which I know is I'm I'm interested to hear Will's thoughts on the segment. Um, yeah. Mr. Bilbo is. Do you think that's like an employee thing? You call your boss. Mm. You're the person who pays oh, yeah. the check, Mr. Well, and if so, why I, not Mr. Baggins? I don't believe this is the first. the The very first sentence of the book is when Mr. Bilbo Baggins, and that's from J.R.R. Tolkien's perspective, okay. when Mr. Bilbo Baggins of Bag End announced. So I think it's just. And then later down in sentence 11, he refers to him as Mr. Baggins. Um, but Mr. So Mr. Bilbo. Is, so he's been Mr. Bilbo Baggins, Mr. Baggins, and now Mr. Bilbo. I think, I mean, as we clearly see, Hobbiton has a Southern slash European culture to it, right? Sure, and I think it's like rural England. Yeah, yeah, rural England. And so um, the Mr. is clearly coming from that. But what's funny is in the South, it's like him being very formal and informal at the same moment, right? It's like yeah, almost, right. I feel like him flexing to his friends that he can say like Bilbo and not Baggins. You know, like he's just so cool with his employer. He sure. can say like Mr. Bilbo, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I know this guy, it's Mr. Bilbo. So in the, so the, I, in the movies, Sam calls Frodo Mr. Frodo. What's going on there? Because to me, I, th- I thought they were friends. <laughs> and he always calls him Mr. Frodo. It's kind of that's, that's a good question. I, I think that it does boil down to the fact that the Gamgees work for the Bagginses. Yeah. Yeah. So there is like a level of respect, but also a level of like friendliness. They're, they're close. They on. can use first names, yeah. but they, they are Mr. and, and Mr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, too, that's a point where the books and the movies diverge a little bit that mm. the level of intimacy and like friendship that happens in the movies i think is implied in the books but i don't feel like it's as clearly uh really? intimate. you know what i mean i feel like that's like much, the heart no, of the movies especially it's like still, later yeah it's still there but like i would just say that sam keeps up more of a formal tone in the books like that than gotcha interesting i wonder i wonder if on a sentence to sentence level there's more like subtext there yeah, maybe we'll be able to really break down the yeah. the bromance as we as we go on. I We've now that, seen both Frodo and Sam on the page, so that's huge. I think um, that me and Sam are inviting ourselves back for when you uh, and Will. Sorry, me and Will. Yeah. I, I've I've got Sam on the brain because we're excited to talk about Sam. Yeah. Um, well, I think we can move on to uh, a, a new fan favorite segment of the show, um, "Tales from the Crypto." Um, 
I, I need to remember to come up with like a really cool jingle or a theme. So just uh, make a note to put that, isn't, put that there. Isn't there like a TV show called Tales from the Crypt or like a movie or something? Oh, is there a Tales from the Crypt? Is that like a movie? I mean, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tales from the Crypt is yeah, like that's, a, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. That's wonder, that's the horror anthology, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder I if never you, can, watched like, it. you can grab like a soundbite from that or something. Ooh, and then just add like an O to it. Yeah. Yep. That's a good idea. Oh, dude, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, Will, uh, I don't know if you've, you're a completionist on this podcast, if you listen to every episode, but lately I've been trying mm-hmm. to track down how to acquire some Bitcoin. Uh, there's a specific uh, cryptocurrency called uh, JRR token, um, T-O-K-E-N, mm-hmm. like, the, like a coin, like JRR token. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I feel but it's like, also a pun on the name J.R.R. Yeah, it's also a pun on the name J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, huh. So I feel like as the host of this podcast, I should be invested in this. However, I've been advised by most of my guests that it, it'd be a bad investment. Um, if you Google J.R.R. Tolkien, it's mostly negative things. The Tolkien estate is not too thrilled that there is a J.R.R. Tolkien that's just out there for giggles. Um, so I, I was excited when you said you wanted to come on the show because you have a background in finance and I was hoping you could just give me a little advice on uh, JRR token. If you should invest in it or not. Yeah. I think, or, what, but, but also how to invest in it. Also how, because I don't really know, struggling with. Yeah. I don't know how cryptocurrency works. I don't have any, I don't know how to get it. I've Googled how to get it and none of it makes any sense to me. Um, I mean, so to buy cryptocurrency, there's many ways you can acquire it. I think the easiest way is to get on something like Coinbase because you first said you wanted Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, I think I misspoke. I, I want this yeah. specific kind of cryptocurrency called JRR token. And I think it's a meme yeah. coin, um, but I don't know if that is different. I definitely think it's a terrible idea to buy this you know, in great quantity. I think if you want to buy a little bit for yourself, almost like a souvenir, Sure. I think that's totally fine. Um, so where do I go? You said coin something? I coin, doubt coin it's base? going to be listed on something like Coinbase because oh, okay. they only list like the top 100 or, or whatever cryptos. And I 100 is a, a lot. Hard time. It's really JRR token. I mean, there have been articles. There's a lot about of crypto token. out there now. Really? Uh, JR, or, or any crypto- of them attached to one of the best-selling trilogies of all time. Oh. Definitely not. So I mean, useless. But I mean, that's that's a can of worms. Like, are we turning this into a crypto podcast? I mean, yeah. Like, I I'm, I I don't know anything about crypto, so please explain it to me. So, Aaron Scobie was on the last two weeks, and two weeks ago he tried to explain on. it to me. But I he, just got he, I just got a push notification from PayPal telling me to buy twenty five dollars of crypto with PayPal by twelve thirty one. So. What are you are you invested in crypto, Mark? Absolutely not. Hmm. Um, but PayPal wants me to be. Are yeah, you invested clearly. in crypto, Will? Uh, so I had a, some money in crypto, but I think of crypto like betting more than anything. It's just betting at this point. Yeah. And actually, I think Warren Buffett has like one of the earlier, and I still think accurate uh, quotes about like why crypto is so ridiculous. And I, don't, don't get me wrong, there's a place uh, for crypto in the currency market. It is a real tool. You can transfer wealth. Uh, you can make a lot of money as a lot of people have. Um, but I think 
here, here's a good point. So my ex-girlfriend who I was dating, who invests no money, knows very has, little about investments. Has the dog? Has the dog. Same okay. one. Uh, she came to me one day and she was like, I'm going to buy Bitcoin. And there's this term that like doesn't get thrown around a lot on like the news because it doesn't sound very good. But there's a difference in like a quality investor and a, like not a good like quality investor. Those are like technical financial terms. And like someone who's a qualified investor, I don't know what the rules are now, but you have like X amount of liquidable assets that you can invest. And you you get those people investing in things like, I don't know, stocks that are like $900 versus like a stock that's $5. So someone that works at like Walmart can buy a $5 stock, right? And they may have a vast you know knowledge of finance, but generally speaking, they may not, right? They're going to be a less qualified investor than your billionaire who has a team of people or your guy who just has a lot of money because he's been playing with money for a long time but the like the the u.s government sees people with x amount of like liquidable assets as an actual like investor who can access other investments like they literally can buy into things that like we can't buy into because we are not listed at that level of wealth um and so when you have crypto and you have people at, with such a low quality of investors investing in something like that, you see the volatility that you see in crypto. It's just like an emotional market, right? You have people buying and selling and, and there's no way to even like track where that's coming from. And people try and like, like for example, when the Silk Road got shut down, like Bitcoin crashed because like so much of, you know, Bitcoin was- it's always. Always a good sign when something that is used to like sell, you know, sex workers drugs, and drugs sex and, workers weapons and guns. Yeah. It's like <laughs> when that falls, if your economy crashes, the economy is probably not, you know, great or ethical. Yeah. And yeah. so I, it's one of those things, but Warren Buffett said like it, the weirdness of crypto is like we decided one day, like cryptocurrency is a way to transfer money. But one day we decided, so that's like a check, right? But one day we all decided that check was worth money in itself, right? Mm. And that's like a weird concept. Like now this check is worth something. And okay. there's well, like- isn't that how like money works in general? Cause like originally like a dollar was worth like, you know, let's use British terms. Cause it's, you know, it's more obvious. Like a pound, a, a pound is a pound sterling. It's like a pound at one point was a pound of silver. And- Right. Quid right. is another someone, word for pound, or it's another measurement. Quid is another term for pound. I don't know okay, anything. Yeah. Um, I think that. But like is. originally, when you gave someone a a pound of like a pound note, it was like, okay, I'm gonna move a pound of silver from my bank account, my vault, to your vault, right? Yeah. And, and that mm. pound that I'm that pound note that I'm giving you is telling the bank to do that. The bank has all of my. It's more. It's very complicated. But like, sure. you know, originally money was used so that you don't have to carry around your wares and bargain and trade right so you know eventually we decided that 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 money was worth something on its own separate from the gold standard this is i've exhausted my entire knowledge of econ um but that seems to be what you're saying happened with bitcoin tell me i'm wrong please well the no i mean so there was the gold standard right back when we literally had a vault full of gold yeah. and like yeah. every dollar was tied back to that somehow and then mm-hmm. we came off of and there that. was a dragon guarding it right right and right. Now, so that's, like, that's the hobbit that was the that was the hobbit it's sorry i get that confused yeah. Yeah. The, the value of money and what it's valued at the difference i'd say between bitcoin and 
and money is that you can, you literally can think about the value of money in the realm of like, you can look at all the money in the US and like when the inflation happens, the government does certain things to literally pull money out of the market. Like they'll yeah. issue a bunch of bonds or whatever, and they'll do something, you know, and they'll pull money out. So there's literally less money, right? In the world for us to use. So it becomes more costly to get the money. So interest rates go up and they're doing that intentionally. With Bitcoin, it's like, it's this amazing, in crypto in general, it's this amazing tool, but like you don't have such like black and white rules like surrounding that, right? Like you yeah. have all this gray. And I mean, for example, it's, it blows my mind when like vendors take Bitcoin, like to, where you could like buy a sandwich with Bitcoin. Yeah. Cause like you can walk in there and buy a sandwich with Bitcoin and then like the next day it drops 30%. Like you don't see volatility like that on the dollar. Right. For it, it, it could double. It's like the equivalent of like, right. okay, I'm going to buy a sandwich double. for $1. And then the next day, like, oh, that dollar I gave you was $1,000. Yeah. Imagine going, to, like, $1, <laughs> imagine right. going to buy a Subway sandwich. You're like, should I buy the Subway sandwich? Like what if tomorrow this is worth $10 and not $5 yeah. and my Subway sandwich just cost me $10 because the opportunity yeah. cost I just lost. And so that's why for me, crypto is not something that I can fully just get invested in because the volatility has to die. But I think part of the problem with that and it's stabilizing is people don't really want it to because it is this like weird method of gambling that like the media mm -hmm. has such attention on and everyone's hooked on. And like now you have things like uh, I'm losing the term for it right now, but like digital art that like is selling NFTs, NFTs, yeah. NFTs. And it's just like blown up where you now have this true market that is incredibly like, like, like the market cap on it is just crazy. Like it's billions of dollars for basically people buying into this. I don't know. It's, it, it's insane yeah. because I think it's insane, but it's only insane because like we're seeing it come from the ground up like money as a concept is just an insane thing inherently because it's just yeah. this like worthless measurement to measure value <laughs> like but it, it it does nothing for you it's just is it just is this made up value you know what i mean and well it's like i think of it like a utilitarian fine. thing yeah like like if you think about it like I don't know what the basic like phrasing of utilitarianism is anymore, but like, you know, you're doing the greater, how much good are you doing? Right. But it's almost yeah. like a, it's like both sides of that. It's like, cause drug dealers can be super, super wealthy. Right. Sure. And even though they're not doing a lot of good, they're spreading a lot of drugs. Right. And so they're affecting a lot of people. So it's almost like a, a good and a bad side of utilitarianism. Like, and right. so, but then people are like, well, what about people that inherit wealth? Well, it's like, well, someone above them did a lot for a lot of people. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, you know, they're the ones that still yeah. have money from that. But crypto doesn't have that same connotation. Like it doesn't have no. like a philosophy. Yeah, because the way, the way you gain crypto is by like turning your computer on and having it crutch some numbers. Yeah, like and what if that just all gains do crypto? That? Yeah. Like, in you fact, just like ran a computer and you just got money. Like there's also that, a chance that like we are doing that right now. Wasn't there like some scandal where like there was some ransomware where like when you downloaded something from the internet, it would also download a program that would use your computer to mine crypto without you knowing? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard about that. It's, so, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's terrifying. Maybe I'm mining right now. Who knows? So 
all this so anyway, said, Coinbase. It sounds like the answer here. Well, well you think I, Coinbase, I Coinbase might be where I can buy token? Listed. I don't. You could probably buy it off some weird, sketchy like crypto brokerage. I just um. You know, I would just buy one. I don't know how much one is valued at. I'm trying I, to actually find the value kind of it right now. I kind of doubt that you could buy one because I I would be surprised if one JR token was worth a cent. You might have to buy a, a couple hundred in order to like spend a dollar. So it looks like all-time high uh value for jr token in us dollars i just see point zero 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 and i don't even see when the one kicks in uh yeah i'm seeing that this is seemingly free so it seems like a buy low kind of scenario right yeah i could buy yeah three dollars worth of jr token and then if that ever did it goes up in value if it did literally anything yeah, you're yeah. buying like beyond penny stocks of crypto, but I'm here and, for it. And yeah. honestly, like if uh, if it doesn't go anywhere, that's uh, three dollars. So <laughs> that's true. You're not losing much money there. Losing a cup of coffee from the so Starbucks. that's a cup of coffee. I'm losing a pumpkin spice latte. Uh, so yeah, I think I will invest in in JRR token. Thanks, financial advisor Will. So hold yeah, on, I mean, how that goes. Here's a step by step process here. Like, let's ju- let's just see if this makes sense to me. Sure. Download wallets like Trust Wallet and MetaMask. All that yep. sounds th- sketchy. Is that good stuff? Are those good apps that we trust? What What are those? So basically, if, if you want to keep your crypto secure, you don't keep it on a site like Coinbase because someone can hack in and like you know mm-hmm. use your thing and just transfer it out and it's just gone. So you want to take it off that theoretically and put it into a wallet, which are these just like very secure basically databases that you have for your cryptocurrency. Um, I There's varying degrees of which ones are said to be better than others, but I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on that. <laughs> um, um, so the next step would be go to Pancake Swap Finance. Pancake Swap Finance? Pancake Swap Finance. Does that mean anything to you, Will? Nope. Okay. That sounds... Yeah. And it's so funny because like this is truly such a fractured market that like you have all this craziness. And I I do I think in ten years crypto is going to be like not so volatile. It's going to be this stable thing that we'll actually use on a daily basis, and it'll be just like stocks or something else. And you know these really big players like Coinbase are going to just buy up all the little guys, and it'll it won't be this crazy thing anymore. Yeah. But this is such a golden age and weird time of this industry where you see stuff like. Like that. Um, and then you do have really big players who I think could eventually trump Bitcoin. But I I don't know. It's you're talking like, like Ethereum I, or you're talking Yeah, Bitcoin. like I'm talking Ethereum. Like you get into like beyond the currency, there's like the you get into like the blockchain and like the systems behind these and like how they, you know, can complete contracts with it gets really complicated. And that's I think where the real value is. The crypto up front is just like, you know, what we all see in the media, so to speak. But there's some, I, I can send you some videos, Chad, if you're really interested in like why sure, that's a big yeah. deal. Chad, I'm also, I'm also going to send you this website that I found that has instructions for, for buying JR token. I token. will tell you token. that it's from, not, yes, not yes, token. sorry, JR yeah. token. 
it is from rationalinsurgent.com um rational insurgent one letter away from describing uh some people that i do not want to be involved with kind of scares me um what what's the one letter the the r could be an n and makes it like national oh yeah national really that's just like one little line away yeah we're really just like one pen stroke away so you know open at your own risk cool sounds good well i feel like i've learned not much about bilbo um but a lot we learned we learned a lot because you know bilbo is a wealthy guy so he had these kind of conversations with his financial advisor all the time i'm sure Uh, if they had some kind of a uh internet back then he'd be invested in in internet currency um yeah yeah it's all all connected is what i'm saying absolutely because Bilbo has a lot of wealth. So guys, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, Will, where can people find you online if they want to find you on uh, social media or something? Hmm. I mean, you can just go to my Instagram. That's the only thing I look at. Uh, cool. It's just my first name, my last name, you know, not too complicated. At Will Reynolds, one in. Yes, Is there a Y in. in Reynolds? No, no, R-U-N-E-L-S. Oh, yeah. not how I was that at all. But okay, <laughs> Run Reynolds. L's. Run L's, yeah. Run L's. Okay. It's um, on the episode description, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be yeah, on the description. 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 Gotcha. Um, Mark, well, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Watlington Mark. It's my uh, username on like Twitter and Letterboxd and all that stuff as well. Um, you can find me on a podcast that Chad guests on called Best Pictures. Um, there's oh. another guy on that podcast as well. So check us out over there cool uh, and you can find the show at l-o-t-r sentence you can follow me at chad a oliver on twitter and instagram um thanks again for coming on the show guys this has been the 29th sentence of the fellowship of the ring tune in next week for the 30th sentence of the fellowship of the ring That might be cool.com. You never know.